several weeks ago, I was driving to Hastings to go visit one of my National Guard units on a Saturday morning. It's a town that I had never actually been to before, and I was driving on a road that I hadn't driven on before, and it was super foggy out. Of course, right? We're talking, I could barely see the headlights of the car in front of me foggy, and it was like six o'clock in the morning. I followed the GPS and made it to the destination, all good, and throughout the day the fog lifted. As I was driving home that evening, it was like driving on a different road, a different route altogether. I could see clearly without all of the fog around me. The things that had been hidden were now in plain sight. Even though it wasn't raining, it reminded me of this particular song. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a bright, bright, bright sunshiny day. You're welcome if that gets stuck in your head now. Now most, if not all of us, have had times in our lives where we feel like we're walking through a fog or we have tunnel vision and we cannot see the larger picture of what's going on around us. And when we break free of that, it feels like we're waking up from a dream or a fog has been lifted from us. When the world switches from black and white to technicolor and things that we couldn't see before become clear. Now that fog that we're fighting against could be a number of things. Maybe it's depression or anxiety. Maybe it's being overwhelmed with work, both outside of the house and inside the house. Maybe it's school, maybe a relationship. Maybe it's being hyper-focused on a particular goal that you've set for yourself, or maybe it's a health condition. Maybe it's grief and loss. And maybe it's a set of beliefs that you were raised with and that you're wrestling with. Whatever that fog you are in right now, or that fog that you've come out of, whatever it is, it can be all-consuming. And walking out of it can be anything from a breath of fresh air to a shock to a two by four in the back of the head and lots of feelings in between. You might just be flabbergasted at the things that you notice now that you either didn't or couldn't before. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a mighty prophet in word and deed before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. 
Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some of our women, the women in our group, astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead of them as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them, in the breaking of the bread. So that brings us to our focus text for today. This story of the road to Emmaus comes from Luke's gospel after Jesus's resurrection. It's usually read after Easter in the church year, as it takes place on the day of the resurrection, but it's a perfect example of how we can be renewed in God. Two disciples of Jesus, not part of the 12 men closest to Jesus, but still some of his disciples, one unnamed, one named Cleopas, were walking on the road to the village of Emmaus. It was like seven-ish miles from Jerusalem. And the death of Jesus was big news with the disciples, big news with everyone in that area. So naturally, that's what they were discussing. And Jesus shows up next to them, but they were so focused on Jesus' death and the claims from the women disciples from the tomb that they didn't recognize Jesus. And they were shocked that Jesus had no idea what they were talking about, seemingly. And the scripture states that their eyes were kept from recognizing him. So let's pause for a moment. How many of you have ever been so focused on something? be it a home project, a book that you're engrossed in, making a meal, watching something on YouTube, zoning out, daydreaming, homework, whatever, that you have failed to acknowledge someone talking to you or not notice them. So back in September, I took my two oldest to Lake George for Pokemon Go Community Day. And we were having a blast running around catching Charmanders and we weren't paying a lot of attention to what was going on around us. 
Turns out my husband had brought our two youngest to the park later on and he had been trying for an hour to get our attention to let us know he was there. But we walked right past him a couple of times. And I got a lot of crap for that later. You know, I talk to my kids all the time about situational awareness. Pay attention to where you are, what you are around, who is around you, the things going on around you, the obstacles in your way, and the opportunities that present themselves. That day though, I was not practicing good situational awareness. I was so focused on the task at hand that I missed what was going on around me. So now back to the story. Jesus walks with these two guys for a while. He lays out all the prophecies told about him in the scriptures. He calls them foolish and slow of heart for not believing the women, not believing Jesus, not believing the prophets. And they get to Emmaus and invite Jesus in for a meal. Jesus broke bread with them and blessed the bread. And then they finally recognized him. And then he disappeared. And the fog lifted. And they were like, how did we not recognize Jesus? Now, let's look at something from a little bit different perspective. Have you ever been 100% convinced that what you believe is the truth, nothing but the truth, and there is nothing and no one who can convince you otherwise? Even if the evidence against what you believe is so overwhelmingly stacked against your belief, have you ever been in that place? Jesus was giving these two a rundown of everything that pointed to him being the Messiah but they didn't see it until Jesus broke bread with them. You know, for one thing, it's an example of how Jesus shows up to us in communion, which is pretty cool. You know, there's also another story about this guy named Saul who made his living persecuting Christians until Jesus literally blinded him on the road. And after he was cared for by people that he would have been persecuting, he had scales, like actual scales, fall from his eyes, and he could see again. And more importantly, his eyes were open to what he had done and how he could change his ways and share the gospel. So whether we are blinded by our views, our circumstances, or even our choices, there's hope in the gospel message from Jesus. Jesus doesn't abandon us when we're walking in those foggy and dark spaces and places. Jesus doesn't abandon us even if we're not seeing clearly because he's with us. When we're able to come through whatever fog we're in and maybe end up feeling some regret or shame or anger or frustration or sadness over the things that we missed, the things that we said, the things that were said to us, there is grace from God. There's hope that those things, those things that we regret, those things that we missed, that they're not the be all and end all. There's hope that we can begin anew, that when we're able to see clearly the world will be renewed for us.
you know, maybe it won't quite be a bright, bright, sunshiny day, or at least immediately not that, but we have hope that those days will come. Now, what can we find when we find ourselves in those places? What can we do? You know, we can find promise. We can hold on and pray for renewal. We can hold on tight in the middle of that storm or that fog. We can trust that even if we feel alone, even if we can't see our hands in front of us, we aren't alone because God's with us. And God's put people to be with us. We can have grace for others because we don't always say the right thing. We don't always do the right thing. We, we try. And sometimes we hit the mark, but sometimes we, we say kind of silly and foolish things. You know, kind of like these two guys that were walking on the road to Emmaus did. That we can have grace for others. And more importantly, give ourselves grace. Because it's hard when you're in a fog. It's hard when you can't see clearly. It's hard when you are trying to figure out what to do, who to be, how to feel, other things that we can try to do. We can try to have some situational awareness to attempt to get a grasp of what situation we are actually in. We can try to be open to new ideas, new perspectives when we step out of the fog when we realize that we've been blinded to the truth. And we can also just stop and breathe. Stopping and breathing is so important because it will help us focus. If you're walking in a fog, if you're walking in blindness, may you soon emerge from that fog and see clearly. And when you can see clearly, breathe in the moment and help others as they walk in their own fog. Have hope that God is walking with you, even if you don't know it. God is with you. Amen. Go ahead and dive deeper into the message this week with these reflection questions. One, when have you been blinded to the truth and what opened your eyes? And two, how would you say that you practice situational awareness?